Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Bikes and Big Ideas on the Blister Podcast Network. I'm David Golay, the bike editor at Blister, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. Okay, so Score Bikes is a whole new company from BMC focused on making more progressive, gravity-oriented mountain bikes, and the story of its founding is an incredibly interesting one. And so this week, we've got Mariano Schofer and Christoph Bickler, an engineer and designer respectively at BMC, on the show to talk about how their after-hours tinkering designing the bikes that they themselves wanted to ride spawned this entirely new company. And we get into it a fair bit about the particulars and design ethos behind the bikes themselves. So with that, let's get right to my conversation with Mariano and Christoph. Well, Mariano and Christoph... Thanks for joining me, and welcome on Bikes and Big Ideas. How are you today, and where are you today? Yeah, we are in Switzerland, actually, in our headquarter at uh, yeah, uh, BMC headquarter. And uh, yeah, we are pretty pretty busy uh, working uh, on uh, new stuff. Well, that's great. So our main goal here today is to just talk about score the sort of new brand under the bmc umbrella that you two effectively launched and it's kind of quite an interesting story of how it came to be but let's start from the beginning sort of so what are your two respective roles at bmc to start with and we'll go from there uh so um yeah i'm responsible for uh, for the whole industrial design uh for score and also for uh, yeah for bmc and uh yeah i'm also uh, working a little bit on uh, colors and graphics as well but uh, my main responsibility is uh, industrial design yeah and myself i'm a mountain bike engineer um working now for six years uh, in the bmc group and now somehow became the score engineer um so we are working only for score for quite some time now um basically starting from the ideas to build prototypes, make a bike out of it, and make sure it goes into production. Yeah. So I guess the thing that's most interesting to me about this whole story is just sort of how you ended up starting on this side project that ultimately turned into an entirely new brand for BMC. So, for, you know, BMC is, I think, fair to say, sort of mostly known for making road and gravel and more cross-country oriented bikes, but I take it you two were interested in something a little bit more on the more aggressive uh, gravity-oriented end of the spectrum, I guess. And so maybe tell us a little bit about your respective backgrounds as mountain bikers outside of your work responsibilities. I'm coming from the BMX scene. I started a BMX race um, when I was about 14. And... Um, yeah, I used, used to do only BMX for quite some time, was a BMX trainer for some time, and then slowly went into mountain biking, uh, first only downhill, and um, then transitioned from, from BMX to, uh, to downhill and, and on dual bikes. Um, and now we are quite some time, uh, almost only on, on mountain bikes anymore. No, no much time left for BMX, or maybe I'm not young enough anymore. <laughs> yeah, me, me, uh, for my side, I was uh, always uh, torn into bikes. Uh, first, uh, yeah, like 15 years ago, I was more like, uh, yeah, doing cross country, uh, mountain biking. It just, uh, it, it was more important to me to being outside 
like uh, further back, 20 years back, I was more on the road side maybe, but uh, then uh, I, I was, yeah, the roads uh, became crowded and uh, yeah, I, I, I switched to mountain biking, uh, more freedom there. Uh, enjoying uh, being out in the nature and uh, yeah this then also uh, was the reason to to become a bike designer actually and uh, yeah this also having uh, mountain bike uh, colleagues uh, developed also my skills and stuff like that and I always uh, try to go bigger going into jumping and having fun uh, in the woods and uh, with colleagues. And this was more my motivation. I was never into racing, but uh, it was always more towards fun. For people who haven't seen the story, uh, take us through a little bit about how you started developing the bikes that would ultimately become the score lineup. For people who don't know, I mean, you started kind of just working on these as a side project to build the bikes that you wanted to be riding. But take us through what your thought process was on that and when this whole process started. Yeah, I, I mean, first of all, we, we had like, uh, speaking about BMC, we had like bikes like this, like with a bit more travel, uh, more capable bikes, uh, but uh, it was kind of hard to uh, really sell them or just, uh, yeah, they, they, they did, I mean, like cross country bikes and road bikes and all that stuff seemed to work better for, for, for the BMC brand. Uh, but somehow, yeah, it, it was not the bikes we were riding on the weekends. So this uh, made, made, made both of us think of, yeah, there should be something else. And since the, 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 the more capable bikes on the BMC side, they were not successful. They, they, uh, yeah, they were like stopped producing. So we, we somehow said there need, there needs to be, uh, yeah, bikes we, we, we could do. We knew we have the knowledge and we were motivated and we thought we could do a, a pretty cool bike. Actually, that was kind of the starting point or, um, yeah, our, our bikes were getting, um, old, uh, because they were not replaced in the lineup. So, so yeah, we somehow thought we could actually do a new bike and it would be a bit different from what we had. The one that was existing was quite a race bike. And, um, I think it was quite performant, uh, in, in some ways, but maybe not exactly what we were looking for the both of the, both of us. And, um, yeah, that's how we started, um, to think of what we could do to actually make a bike that both Christoph liked better for how it looks and how it rides and myself for the same reasons. And so where did you start on doing that? I th you, if I have it right, you took, was it a Trail Fox frame and started modifying the existing model rather than totally starting from scratch, at least initially. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. But it was not only one bike. It was actually two bikes. It was a Trail Fox plus um, half of a four-stroke rear triangle. So it was really kind of a Franken bike. And um, I mean, we took what we had as it, because it was convenient. So it was not so much because we, we wanted to keep, to keep something. It was more like we have a lab here where we have, I mean, we used to produce carbon bikes, uh, here. And this is a bit of the, the story of BMC. And, um, even though the production bike is a bit, a uh, story which is over today, but it left all the tools and the know-how to do this. And basically we have the know-how and the tools uh, inside the company to uh, to just 
do plenty of stuff and prototypes with carbon. And we also have a, a CNC um, machine. So we can really play around and do prototypes a bit as we want. And so, yeah, we started defining a bit the geometry and also kinematics. I mean, this came a bit later. We can maybe discuss this a bit later. But um, so we started thinking of the kinematics uh, of the geometry we wanted. Sorry. And um, and yeah, I basically took what I had and cut it, cut it into pieces and glued it together back in the shape we wanted and start riding it and sharing also the ride with with the like the small group that we were, it's Christoph, myself, but also Antoine, uh, which is a PM for the mountain bikes, which was also very interested from the beginning. And yeah, we started writing this and start discussing what we like and what we don't like so much. And yeah, that's how it started. No, I mean, we, we had like several discussions, of course, uh, what this bike should look like at the beginning. I mean, it was not just uh pretty quick going into some prototypes i mean we had discussions among us like uh, mariano and myself yeah what if we would do something what should it uh, look like what it should what should it feel like uh, i mean this we we discussed at the beginning of course i mean just like the time we have uh, we 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 talk to you right now it was like after five maybe something like that having a beer um, this, this, how it all started, it was more like this. And then we, we kind of defined like lines and stuff like that. How, how the bike should, uh, yeah. First appearance, when you, you look at it, you walk towards the bike. I mean, things like this defined also where we want to put shocks and stuff like that. Like this low center of gravity stuff, this was coming or like pretty much at the beginning, we, we thought, yeah, the bike needs to have a character like this. You need to, uh, want to ride this bike. This we wanted to create. This was at the very beginning. It, it was not right the prototype at the start, but uh, with all these, uh, discussions and uh, agreeing on, on, on some principles, we, we then went into this, uh, prototyping. Tell us a little bit more about what the main design goals that you had for the project were. What were you kind of aiming for the bike to be? I guess we, we were pretty, pretty, uh, convinced that, uh, looks matters, matter a lot. So this bike needed to look killer or really attractive or capable or things like this. I mean, this was pretty clear at the beginning that, uh, looks if, I mean, it was kind of, we couldn't imagine, uh, that it would ever, come out like this, what we, what we see now with, with the brand and with like, uh, bikes being available and stuff like that. I mean, we didn't even dream of that, but it was kind of clear that, uh, we wanted to, uh, bring down like the top line, I would say, uh, go more towards like, uh, how downhill bikes look with like a flat rear triangle or flat, I'm uh, really low lines go more into negative top lines instead of uh, positive ones somehow. I mean, ne negative means like, uh, uh, yeah, like uh, they kind of put in the middle uh, of the, of the C tube, like both the, 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 the top tube and the uh, seats, they, they point down towards the, the middle somehow. I mean, having really like a low top line, stuff like that. How about from the more, technical side i mean design wise that's 
that all checks out. But then uh, in terms of intended use and geometry and ride feel and all that sort of things, what was the thinking on that end? Yeah, what what we had, I mean, there was one one key thing which was kind of a wish, uh, which was not so uh, a precise uh, thing, but more something we we wanted to go, and we were agreeing, Christoph and myself, from the beginning, that we wanted to have a very low centered bike. For me, it was more about the weight and center of gravity, and for Christoph, it was all about the the looks and uh, giving it a bit of a downhill taste. Um, so that was uh, something we, we were really sharing and it was great because it, it really gave the direction on where we're going to go. And, um, and then there's two aspects. There is the geometry aspect. Um, and here I think there are two main things that define the bike and it was already there for the prototypes. It's, um, having a, a quite slack head tube. I mean, it's nothing really new, uh, but still at that time, it's, it's three, almost four, four three years and ago. a half years. We yeah. started sketching. So the, the angles were really different and, um, and we knew it going to take a lot of time. So we, we had to really feel free and, and, and really do prototypes to understand what was the right amount. Uh, because we were not doing a bike for one year later. So we can really base on, okay, let's follow the trend and it will be fine. We really had to, to, uh, try and see what, uh, fits the, the, the riding that we like. And, um, here where we are, it's close to Beal. Um, not sure you know it from the US, <laughs> uh, but it, it's, it's not the Alps. It's actually the, the UR. Uh, and, uh, it has plenty of super steep trails. And this is really what defines, I think, the area here. And so we are riding plenty of steep trails and enjoying it a lot. And we really wanted the bike that gives us plenty of confidence once you are in the steep so that you can really um, lean on your handlebar and have the confidence that the front will will hold up. And uh, and we, we tried the, um, the handle in, in different steps and um, came out with a 63.5 degrees which at that time was really crazy. This was really from the downhill. Now it's, it's kind of a normal, still slack, but normal. Uh, I'm super happy that we are now not too extreme because I, I don't think we would have liked to be like the, um, let's call it the geometrons of, of mountain bikes. Um, but yeah, we really tried to understand what, what's uh, working or not. And, and this was one big aspect. And the second thing, and it's, it's a bit, um, against the trend. So that's also the interesting part of it is, um, the tr- short chain stays. I think this, we, we, we all shared the same way of enjoying the bikes. We didn't want a bike that is only fast. Um, and we are not riding bikes to be faster than others, than ourselves or so ever. It's not really what defines for us a good bike. And so it gave us a bit the freedom to think a bit against the trend of going for long chain stays that is a bit everywhere. And, um, and yeah, we stick to super short chain stays and, uh, and it really gave a super clear character of the bike, having the front giving plenty of confidence, but having the back that is really, uh, able to, to pop and to, to pick the line you want. Also in the steeps, you can really just pop off and, and change the line. Um, which, uh, I think is quite different from, from the modern, very long bikes. I mean, having this short rear end makes a lot of difference. 
And, uh, and yes, this is what we, what we wanted. And we, we fine tuned with the prototypes to understand a bit. Like you said, this is starting going on four years ago now, and you were working on it just as a side project in kind of after hours and when you had some time. And I guess what I'd be curious to hear some more about is in those early days when you were first starting to play around with it, were you just imagining that this you were trying to build the bikes that you yourselves wanted to be riding, but and you were going to sort of make a couple of prototypes and that would probably be that? Or from the beginning, were you imagining that these would eventually become products that were available for sale and something that you were marketing in a big way? Yeah, I guess this was uh, for sure kind of a, of a dream we had. And we also knew if we, if we succeed and, um, yeah, we had all the tools to, to design and build like uh, super cool bikes. And uh, we were really convinced if we, if we, if we do it right, that, uh, this has kind of, a yeah, potential to find its way to, to the lineup. First, mm-hmm. we, we thought it will be, uh, inside BMC, but, uh, then, yeah, the longer the things were going, we, it became clear that, uh, we needed to look for another spot. But also in, in the beginning, uh, I think, I mean, the, the trend for long travel mountain bikes in BMC was looking quite uh, dark. I mean, we were really not so sure of, of, that it has one day a chance to go through and pass everything. So yes, we, we expected. And I mean, we are designing bikes in, in this is that's our job. So obviously when we, we think of bikes, it's also part of kind of a view of what we could do as a bike to, to, for the market. But in the beginning, we were really not thinking this will go through. And, uh, and I think the first prototypes were more Im- improving our own bikes so we can Im- just enjoy it more. And for sure, hoping we can somehow convince that we, we have ideas and we have something to, to do. But uh, I wouldn't have bet a lot in the early, early days of the project. If we can call it a project, it wasn't a project. So I guess what I'd be curious to hear about from there then is at what point in this whole process did the BMC higher ups start to sort of catch on what you were up to and how did they respond to this sort of new direction that you were going in with these? I mean, somehow we, we tried to create kind of a, of, of a group around this project. There were several people involved discussing uh, what we do, how we do it, what, what we could potentially do. Um, but one, one big step was to convince uh, management or whatever to to uh yeah spend a little bit more time on this second prototype i guess this was kind of the trigger because we knew okay we have finding out if this first prototype as mariano said to uh, kind of explore what could be possible with kind of the frame we we had on hand but then we 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 thought okay now we we need to go a step forward somehow and uh, we start to to do sketches uh, try to build this vision or uh, kind of uh, yeah bring out this uh, concept to show to people what this bike could maybe look like and ideas were there but they were like uh, on photoshop sketching hand sketching stuff like that but we, we needed to do like a proof of concept. We knew, I mean, this, this would be the, the trigger and also the, 
to, to, to convince people, I mean, you, you needed to be able to hop on a bike and really feel how it performs, how it really uh, works. And this was kind of the, yeah, starting point to see, okay, we, we were allowed to, uh, put some more hours into this whole project, but it was still, yeah, okay, just the next step. Allowing us to kind of prove that our idea is, uh, that our idea is uh, pretty good. And so how far along were you at that point? What did you have designed and what did you have built when you started to be allowed to sort of do it in a more official capacity? I think, I mean, we had uh, first the first prototype. Uh, Christoph had made plenty of sketches. So uh, we had an idea of how it could look like. And I was, I, I had developed the, the idea of the kinematics that ended up being the, the score kinematics somehow or, yeah. Um, but this was only on paper. So I, I did the homework to check that all curves, uh, could actually be as we would like them or I, I wanted them to be. Uh, it was all looking good on paper, but, uh, I think this was kind of, uh, very different kinematics. And, uh, I remember, um, my boss looking and I could feel it was not like obvious that this was working. And I was convinced, obviously, but, uh, but yeah, that, that was the stage where we were. I mean, we had a kinematics on paper. We had sketches from Christoph and we had one prototype. It was riding good. Uh, but it needed plenty of time to actually do the second prototype, which then had the new kinematics and also started to have the outlook of uh, Christoph's sketches. Right. So for people who haven't seen these, we'll put some photos in the show notes, but the first prototype, like you said, you were testing the geometry out, but it was basically keeping the suspension layout from the existing BMC models that you were basing it on rather than this new, very different layout that you ended up going forward with. And so, and then the second prototype ended up having a much more similar layout to the final production models. And that came after this became a bit more of an official project. Is that right? Yes. Basically, uh, I got the green light to spend the time to design it and to build it. Um, so having this green light to take, it was one, at one month to build it. So I think with designing, it was one or two months all, all together. And I got the green light. I was between two projects. Uh, so I had a bit of time and rather than pushing me into the next uh, commercial project, I got the green light and, uh, that I could actually just take the time to do this. So we are able to evaluate it. And I think this made a, a huge difference in the in the rest, and that led us where we are today. How much convincing did it really take to get you to be allowed to go forward with this? I guess, or how how hard was it to talk BMC into this project? Yeah, I guess it was uh, it was really taking a lot. I mean, it's uh, yeah, we were really fighting for this. I would say. Uh, we needed to, it was not just like, uh, yeah, having prepared a presentation, going to CEO or the responsibles and uh, get per permission. And then the next day we would start. I mean, it was really several times trying to convince that we could uh, go on with this. And, uh, yeah, uh, every time we spoke to them and showed stuff, I mean, yeah, they, they, they were a bit more convinced and that at some point they said, okay, guys, yeah, let's, let's do this or let's, let's try, 
we 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 give permission to prove mm-hmm. if this really really uh, yeah holds up to the promise. Yeah, I mean, I think it speaks pretty highly of sort of BMC's leadership that they were willing to go along with this. I mean, it's kind of a bold step to have taken, I suppose. Where along the line did was it decided that it made more sense to launch Score as a separate brand rather than having these be marketed as BMCs? Yeah, pretty pretty late, actually. Yeah, I mean, late in the game, pretty much everything was, uh, yeah, molds were cut, everything. We, we were writing prototypes, uh, I think. Yes, we were writing, I mean, prototypes I, like uh, frames out of mold already, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, remember the toolbox? It has, in, instead of having an engraved logo, it has an embossed logo because the mold was already cut and we didn't know which which logo will be there. So instead of engraving it, what you would usually do, but it needs a, a pretty heavy uh, mold correction, we did an embossed logo because it's much easier. So it it was there, but we, we were waiting for the logo. So yeah, yeah it, it was late. <laughs> and how was that decision made? What what was the thinking behind it? I guess uh, Responsibles wanted to sharpen the, the BMC brand. And so it was also, they they realized that uh, the bike has a big potential, but it doesn't fit into BMC. This was pretty, pretty clear when we, when, when, when like, yeah, we, we were standing in front of the bike, the bike was done, uh, looks were great, but uh, it was it was, it has some, it had some BMC DNA for sure, but it was definitely something else. And then like this, this, uh, this idea grew that we need, we need another name. We need maybe another brand. Yeah. I mean, given what you said earlier about BMC not having the best time selling longer travel bikes in the past, that makes a good bit of sense, I think. And we've been dancing around it a bit now, but how about, you guys take us through the particulars of the bike slash bikes, since it is sort of two bikes based on a modular platform. We haven't talked about the particulars of it too much yet. Tell us about what you ended up doing. We It was a bit easier when we had the second prototype. We also knew the behavior of the bike, so we knew how it handled, how it felt, uh, and we really liked it. And it also showed that uh, it's a good climber, so that it really climbs well. And also descends, uh, super well as, uh, as we, as we, as we wanted. And this gave also kind of, uh, yeah, a hint how, how this bike needs to look like in terms of design. So we wanted a light looking bike. So this is, uh, this was key. We didn't want to build, uh, yeah, like a tank. So the silhouette needed to be kind of sleek. And we also went into uh, a little bit of a big uh, different tube, tube shaping, as uh, as we know from uh, from regular BMC bikes. So we went into uh, more lens shape uh, tubes, actually, so that you have like uh, one crisp edge on the side that gives really the precision, and then like all the connection surfaces in between, they were kind of soft. And this gave us also, I mean, uh, maybe uh, we, we didn't talk about that, but like all the, the protectors uh, that we can add that you also could put graphics on. I mean, this was not an afterthought. This was really, uh, we thought about this 
pretty, pretty, uh, yeah, early in the project. And this had also big influence on the, on the, yeah, shapes of the tubes. Yeah. I mean, this is of, of course, I mean, this, uh, we wanted uh, to offer some protection of the bike with, uh, yeah, protection, protection tape, yeah. protection tape, actually. And uh, we, we wanted to offer uh, protection, but as well also uh, the possibility to uh, be more flexible on graphics. So we wanted to offer that you could put on your own graphics and uh, yeah, stuff like that. And also that you could customize it by yourself. And uh, we, as, as, as it turned out, score brand, uh, would have the possibility to change logos and stuff like that. And I mean, this was really thought to be super flexible. I mean, we wanted to have uh, minimal branding. Actually, we knew that uh, people out there, they are not looking for super big logos and we wanted to, yeah, have it super flexible. I, I mean, uh, right out the artwork should be super, super minimal. But with these protectors, we, we really thought from the beginning, this is going to be a tool that we can play with, we can, uh, yeah, make the branding, uh, bigger, or we can also that some guys that don't want branding, they just get simply put it away. Yeah. It's a very clean looking bike. And like you said, there is at least out of the box, very minimal branding on it, which personally I kind of like, and it, it, it looks really sharp. I guess what I was curious to hear a little bit more about too, though, is that just talk us through the two models that you launched with more specifically. So you've got the 4060 ST and then the LT version. Uh, and tell us what you can go into a store and buy right, or order right now. Yeah, I mean, there are two bikes. Actually, there are four because there is an electrified version as well. Um, so let's pick out the 4060. Um, maybe start with the name. It's called 4060 because it's uh, basically one frame that offers two platforms. Uh, so this, that's something that came out during the process. I mean, we were really not sure what we were going to do. I think this you understood from the beginning of the project. And we thought, okay, we, we won't be able to launch two platforms right away. That's uh, too much work and too much money to put, to put into a new project. Um, and uh, there was a way to actually do one frame that do both with having a few, um, it's called smart flip chips to actually compensate, um, the effects of changing the suspension uh, travel. And, um, and so you have the 4060, which is 140 in the ST version and 160 millimeters of travel in the LT version. And that's basically the two frame or two bikes we're offering. Um, the ST being a 150 millimeter fork in the front and 140 in the rear. Um, here it's a bit steeper head angle, um, 65.5 and still those super short, uh, chain stays. That's really a, a more nimble bike and, and obviously less travel pedals better, a uh, bit more of an all rounder bike. And in the same time, uh, we offer the LT, 4060 LT, which is 160 in the back and 170 in the front. So this one is slacker. It's 63.5 in the front and, and has the same uh, chainsaw lens. Um, 
obviously all the geometry you can find online and, and we can talk about some, some details. It's for sure not limited to those two numbers. But yeah, that's, a, that's the two bikes we're offering. Um, yeah, the ST being more the trail bike all arounder and the long travel being, uh, a really big enduro bike with a 170 fork. I think what both share is really, uh, the bikes which are nimble, but yet very, very confidence inspiring. And, um, this is what they share, but having a few changes, you can really, you can really separate the two bikes. So even though they share the frame, um, having this angle set and, and the flip tip at the, at the lower link, you can really make two different bikes that, that feel different and have different purposes. Um, so yes, that's a bit the two platforms. And then we did the electrified version of it with a Shimano motor and a pretty big 700 and, uh, um, almost 50 watt hour battery. And the idea was to, to just offer the same package. It shares the same geometry, the same philosophy. But if you want an e-bike instead of a muscular, you can have it and it will have the same. Same character. So as uh, this, we were pleased to have the two, but obviously everything started with a muscular bike and, uh, and we just tried to bring this character to the, to the rest. So in the end, in, in the end, we have now four bikes, which is quite cool. Yeah, that was a good rundown. And for people who might want to consider converting back and forth between the two LT short T configurations, that is possible, right? So it's, uh, a combination of a flip chip reversing the angle adjust headset and then obviously a shorter fork or air spring shaft in the same fork if that you know depending how you want to go about that and then it's a shorter stroke rear shock as well right exactly yeah exactly for someone which is a bit of a nerd and really goes into opening suspension and so on you can really switch from one to the other without changing your fork chassis and your and your shock uh obviously it's maybe not something you will do on the side of the trail, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's really the same. It's basically flip chips and then, or you have a set of suspension or you have, uh, yeah, you, you have the ability to change some parts. The idea was not being able to swap from one to the other, even though it's, as you said, it's possible. It, it's still having two bikes, but for sure, if you, if you want to have kind of a winter setup and a, and a summer setup, that's, that's doable. That's a pretty good rundown. I think of kind of the models on offer and, uh, I've actually just started spending time on the LT version. It's actually the bike that's over my shoulder right now. You can just barely see the corner of there. Not that you would be able to tell from what little of it you guys can see on the video, but uh, that is that is a 4060 LT. Um, and haven't got too much time on it yet. Uh, it just got over here and then it promptly snowed a bunch. So I uh, <laughs> got slowed down a little bit on that, but it's been, I'm getting along really well with it. It's, uh, I think, the way you've described it is pretty on point. It's kind of a long travel enduro bike that does feel like it's um, very capable, but at the same time still aiming to be just a little bit more playful and quick handling than the most sort of aggressive game on race bike oriented sorts of things. And, you know, that's a very real category of thing for, that I think a lot of people will get along nicely with. So it seems like you've uh, done some pretty good work on that. Is there anything else kind of about the design of the bikes or the kind of launch of the brand that you'd want to highlight? Yeah, I mean, we 
there's really uh, quite some love that went to, into this frame of of course i mean there uh, there are also some uh, playful features we uh yeah just uh, put in into this also this uh, chain state protector i guess this is really really something uh, we we liked a lot we we talked also uh yeah, several times uh, about something like that. I mean, this is really what we, uh, what we also enjoy, uh, during this whole process. It's really a lot of our ideas of our personal ideas that went into this frame. And this is, is, uh, yeah, something cool to see that people, uh, enjoy it as well. They recognize it. I mean, it, it was also, uh, it's, yeah, people talk a lot uh, about it and also like it was well covered. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is really, really nice to see that we were like on the, on the right path, uh, as it looks. And also there are some, I mean, we, we wanted to have a bike that solves some issues that us riser have, riders have on the trail. Um, part of it have, is having a, a little, what we call stash box. Uh, the idea was not to have like everything with you. Uh, it's not replacing your backpack. We don't want a backpack, but still it's, you can't stuff everything in. Uh, but basically the idea is to have your multi-tool, um, maybe a few zip ties, uh, just enough to save your ride. And, uh, so that's something we incorporated. It's, it's super low. It's, it's below the BB. Uh, you have a little box, um, where you have easy access to, uh, to a tool. And also what's in there is a spare uh, RD hanger. Um, so we went for SRAM UDH. Uh, I think we, we liked a lot the idea of being able to save your holidays if you're traveling with your bike and you can go in the shop and, and find your hanger. That's, that's great. Uh, but we wanted to go a bit further than that and not only save your holidays, but also your day. And, um, and yeah, we, we have a spare hanger into the frame. Um, and, it, it's a detail, but it shows that it's part of the details. We just wanted to sort some of the things that happens in real life. And we thought we can actually find a way to, to solve it and make things nicer. Yeah. That spare derailleur hanger in particular is a nice touch. It's just sort of bolted into the frame in that little stash box. And so it's secure. It doesn't rattle around. It's hidden, but it's there if you need it. And, uh, that's a touch I like quite a bit. And the good thing is once you have it, you know, you won't break it because it always happens when you don't have one. So <laughs> that's right. It's some very good, uh, Murphy's law proofing of the bike. It's perfect. Well, that's been a really good rundown of the bikes and the whole story behind the brand, which is quite a cool one. And congrats on everything you've put together here. And I'm looking forward to spending a lot more time on the bike coming up soon here. Things are melting out and I've been getting back at it. So That'll be fun, and we'll have a full review up pretty soon to come. But before I let you go, uh, just one last question. We do like to wrap things up on here by asking guests if they have another big idea to share. And that can be absolutely anything you want, just fully off of the wall, something that's been rattling around in your head that you want to put out into the world. So what do you have for us on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a, a difficult one. Of course, we, we, we don't, we, we have always, uh, yeah, new ideas in our head. And, uh, I mean, we, we can also see that we go even bigger. I mean, this is, uh, I don't know. I mean, more, more travel. I mean, score is really, 
uh, it's just a newborn baby. We, we, we really think we, we, we can go crazy, but we don't have to. And this is also kind of a, uh, a freedom we, we have, uh, inside score. And we also want to, uh, yeah, keep this culture of being flexible, coming out, surprise people, stuff like that. I mean, that working on these, uh, future projects. Anything to add to that, Mariano? Yeah, I think for me, the, the big thing was clearly the, the launch of those bikes. I mean, if you think of how much it's new, it's a new kinematic, uh, a new geometry concept somehow, new, new industrial design. It, it's everything is new. The brand is new. It was so much. It was, it was really a great time, uh, going from nowhere to launching this with everything new. So I guess the, Big new thing is maybe a bit behind me. And now I'm, I'm more in a phase where I'm, I'm starting to look into, okay, what, what's the next step? Uh, there's always a next step and, and it's building on what we just launched. So maybe it's not that big anymore. It like two years ago, you would have asked this question. I would have been jumping around, having plenty of things in my head. Uh, I think now it's, it's building on, on, onto what just happened. Uh, this was quite huge for us. And, uh, yeah, we're starting there. Yeah, that's fair enough. You've had one very, very big idea here. So it <laughs> seems fair enough to take a little break from that. Well, thank you both for coming on. This has been a lot of fun and congrats again on the whole project and the launch of score this is very cool that's it for this edition of bikes and big ideas and if you're enjoying the show then please take a moment to give us a rating or review in apple podcasts i also want to say thanks to mariano and christoph for the conversation thanks to taylor ahern for producing this episode and thanks to you for listening from all of us at blister please take good care of yourself and everybody else and we will talk to you again real soon <laughs>